looking for adventure in 2023? How does island hopping in Thailand sound? What about marveling at waterfalls in Iceland? Or tapas with your new BFFs in Seville? What about discovering the world with an awesome group of 18 to 35? Explore all of this and more with Kintiki. You'll sleep in the coolest accommodation and learn from local guides and experts. Visit Kintiki.com. That's C-O-N-T-I-K-I.com to book your next adventure. Kintiki. Travel together. Now back to Riffin' with Raph and AD on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody. We're back again Wednesday night, Riffin' with Raph and AD. We have special guest, William Washington, the greatest blocking tight end in the history of Nebraska football. Big Will, I got a question for you. So you roll up to you roll up to Nebraska your freshman year. And we got an outside backer slash kind of defensive end, Broderick the Sandman Thomas. What was it like going against him in practice? Uh I didn't go against him that much in practice because I practiced mostly with the varsity. Um on the uh, I was with the ones and twos uh, as, a, as a true freshman, but our first day of pads, like I moved to the varsity. I went through two days with the freshman, then I moved up to the varsity right away. And uh, my our first day in full pads, we had to do a one-on-one blocking drill with the outside backers. And so I'm in line, and I count the the corresponding guy on the, for the outside backer. Like, well, I get you know, I get a little scrawny guy to take him. You know, I'm not worried. I can, you know, my first time around. And I get to the front of the line, and Coach Samuels says, Sandman. I look up. Uh, uh, come show this high side freshman what Big A football is all about. What, wait, what? <laughs> so my first live one-on-one blocking drill against Sandman, Broderick Thomas. Wow. How'd that work mm-hmm. out? Oh, I, I still recall it. I put my hand in the dirt, and it was trembling. <laughs> it was I was so nervous. Cause it's a grown man. Yeah, it's you know? grown man and a big man. I'm barely 17. Two-time All-American, but he would be the number fifth overall pick in the draft. I was scared to death. Wow. And uh, they said height, and I hit him. Hit him pretty good, and he kind of bent back a little bit. Uh, recovered and threw me. <laughs> I'm rolling around, rolling around, and I'm all embarrassed and stuff. And and um, you know, I feel just being embarrassed. And Coach Brown running me, screaming and hollering, "Good job, good job!" I'm like, "What? <laughs> Did you see what <laughs> happened?" <laughs> Great point of attack. I thought looking pretty good. Uh-huh. But he said, "You got to bring your feet," which I had my feet close together. So he mm. so he threw me. He told me how to keep my feet so with the part. Mm-hmm. Never been thrown again. So, so I guess I just just initial contact and the point of attack uh, was was a coach Brown. None of it mattered to me because I was I was rolling around in dirt. It's going to be a long four years here. Oh my goodness! I got to do this every day. Who were but some of the it other? Worked t- out pretty good. It worked out real well. You know, mm-hmm. who were some of the t- uh, the senior tight ends uh, that were there when you got there? 
when I got there, yeah. uh, I think Todd Milliken. Bando uh, was probably there. Was true, uh, Todd Milliken, uh, Money Krakenstein, mm-hmm. uh, Corey Groby, mm. uh, Chris McGarrett was there, uh, Daryl Lizy. Those were those were the guys that I recall that were there. Was Bando uh, already done? There. Banderas or was mm-hmm. Banderas done in 87? Yeah, he, was, he had just left. He, yeah, just, he just left. left. He had just left. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, so you get there, Nebraska, you choose Nebraska, obviously you're there, you introduce college football, mm-hmm. and you realize right away I'm no longer in Tyler because all the guys here, they're big just like you. They're fast, mm-hmm. if not faster, et cetera. What, what was the mindset that you had to come in with in order to establish yourself? as a, like that you, had, that you lived up to the hype. Like Everybody knew that you were one of the top tight ends of the country coming out of high school. What was, mm-hmm. what was the mindset you had to bring in from the giddy-up to say, you know what, I'm going to have to do X, Y, and Z in order to establish myself here and show them that I'm more than just on paper? Well, I think mine was a little different because um, I think I was the first player that they brought in early. I graduated June 3rd. I was in Lincoln, Nebraska, June 15th. Oh, wow. Because they took the play of the true freshman. And, uh, and so I had the whole summer to get acclimated. I was going through the – summer program and all mm-hmm. that good stuff. But I was pretty much acclimated because everybody else showed up right before freshman reporting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, but that summer I was at a barbecue and this is when, this is when I first met Broderick and Lawrence Peake. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're by the grill. I'll never forget this either. Lawrence Peake, <laughs> he got a full grown beard, big press, hundred pounds, you know, looking homicidal and suicidal. Like, oh my God, this dude, I'm, like, I'm like, oh my goodness. And, and he looks me up and down. He goes, uh, "So you that high shot freshman they talking about?" Mm. I'm like, "I'm like, I guess." He's like, "I'm gonna put it in nice terms." He looks at me up. He looks at me, and so does Broderick. And he goes, "We're gonna blank you up." <laughs> <laughs> Go big red. <laughs> and, here, and, and, and here's my response. I'm just here to help the team. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was Great comeback, I'm, I'm, I'm by myself. I'm only, you know, barely turned 18. You know, no peace fuzz on my face. He's a grown man. Yes. And remember. They're going to do physical harm to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should have went to Oklahoma. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume but, you didn't eat much barbecue that night. <laughs> yeah, man, I was scared to death. I, did, I just wanted to help the team. I'm just here to help the team. That's all I can say. I was scared. That my boy went like eight ounces higher. and Oh, my goodness. And, uh, but I acclimated pretty well because I got that summer in. And, and I was like going against like, you know, like Brian Washington. Some of the guys were going oh, yeah. pro. They were out there working out with us. So it was mm-hmm. a great experience. And so when I got so when this camp started, I, I fit I, I, uh, I fit in pretty well. There you go. And I just like I said, I always play for the love of the game. And so it's never about me being a good. I just want to do the best that I could do and be the best that I can be. And I, I like to compete. Mm-hmm. I don't like losing, and that includes individual battles. So that made it that made me much more competitive. And uh, and plus, I've been watching and studying football since I was four years old. Hmm. I didn't miss a football game, and so I I know the game of football, you know, and, and so uh, it helped me a lot. I I, I never I, I picked up the playbook, 
through training camp, fall camp. Mm-hmm. After that, at the press, I never looked at the playbook ever again. You just devoured it. Yeah, because once they once they show me one time, it's, I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know what I'm, I know what I got to do, and it's just being physical and and doing my job, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and wanting to be the best at what I do. And so that was just my that was my mindset. Just what they compete and win. I wanted to win. Wanted to win. And I love my teammates. You know, and so let's let's, let's go get it. So, mm-hmm. Will, we've got to ask the question that all of Husker Nation needs and wants to know. When did the famous goggles come about? I mean, they got to be the most famous goggles in the history of Husker football. Oh, yeah. Right? Them jokers is like legendary, <laughs> man. Well, when I came to Nebraska that whole freshman year, I did not wear goggles. Um, really? No, I did not wear them at all. I could see fine, caught the ball fine. Um, everything was great. Uh, but July 19th, I'll never forget, it was my grandmother's birthday. I had to have nasal surgery. They had found uh, polyps of five of your thumb in all of my uh, nasal cavities. And so when they removed them, uh, it was like I said, right before fall camp, uh, you know, you do that little physical thing, mm-hmm. and they did the eye test, and I was, like, legally blind. Oh, wow. <laughs> the pressure was on my eyes so bad that I couldn't see. And that's when I started wearing goggles. Mm-hmm. Right before my red shirt freshman year, mm-hmm. and I my red shirt freshman year pretty much blind. Wow, I couldn't see. It was rough. So I blocked it. I blocked maybe maybe a, a more attempt on blocking because I couldn't see. Mm-hmm. I just hit what was moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if there are if there are any goggle companies that are listening tonight, um, now that the former players can cash in on some nil money, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get a hold of William Washington. Yes, get in hold of Will. Could be some good posters. He made those legendary. If you ever look at it, and Will, you're so humble, you don't, and you probably just never seen him. If you Google your name and look at the images, there's a ton of images with you with the glasses on, man, which is it's actually pretty. There's one of you coming on the field, which is actually pretty cool. I'll text it to you later if you yeah. haven't seen it yet, but it's, oh, cool. it's, it's a sweet picture, man. Sweet picture. Because it was so funny. I think it was my senior year. One of the games, I look up in the stands, and there's like a few guys. They yep. got goggles. <laughs> like, what? That shows you the influence, Will. That shows you the influence right there, man. Uh, that, was, that, was, that cracked me up. I had no idea. Probably I, I couldn't see him till I guess the last <laughs> part of the season. So <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was funny. That was, that was that was truly amazing. I don't I don't know what you call that, but it was just funny. Like I can't believe those guys did that. Oh my goodness. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, Will, you think about? Um, just the intensity that we that we played with that they play, that you played with. What was and I'm coming back to that in a second. I'm going to start with this one. The biggest win during your career, and which one was the toughest loss? I mean, one that just hurt bad. I mean, they all hurt, but we didn't lose much. But what was the one that was the biggest win? Which one just I mean, to your core? Uh, the biggest win. Uh. Colorado, maybe I, it was. It got got be Colorado '92, my mm-hmm. senior year. After mm-hmm. what we went through the three previous years with them, yeah. And then the toughest would have been my redshirt freshman year out there at Colorado um, when they beat us. I think we had the best team in college football that year, mm-hmm. but we couldn't beat. I hate to use an excuse, but uh, I won't say it was bad officiating. We just didn't get the call. Oh, there were some terrible calls in that game, though, bro. Yeah. Yeah. There were some terrible and, calls and, in that and, game. And, and with, with all that happened, we only lost by three or four points. We could have easily won by 
double digits mm-hmm. if, if it had been officiated halfway close. I, I could make that excuse, but that was a tough pill to swallow because we were the better team. That was in 88, wasn't it? 89. 89. Was that Darian Hagan yeah. that year they had? Was uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There was like four or five, maybe more calls that were just blown calls Yeah. that that, that cost us that ball game. You know, and there were, and there were big pivotal where, where it produced points. It wasn't right. like something we were second and, ten, second and five. No, it was like you're on the goal line. You know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. I stopped up from scoring. You yeah. Know? So that was, that, was, that was the thing that – that was the game that hurt the most. And that was early on, and I hated that feeling, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you, you think about this. You were in high school. You caught all of those passes to be where you were at. How hard was the transition to come to a school to where you were catching all these balls in high school to where you had to love blocking just as much as you loved catching the ball? How was how was that? How did that transition? How easy or how hard was that transition? I think I made my mark as a blocker from day one in high school. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. That was my job, so I did it, and I did it well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's. Because we ran up, we ran most of the time in high school too. Okay. Uh, like okay. I said, my junior year, I would, I wasn't getting the ball thrown to me much at all, uh, and so I blocked. Mm-hmm. And and so I like blocking. I had, I love blocking. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, to take one man from point A to point B against his will. That's man <laughs> stuff. I'm all yeah, about. It. I like which. Okay, you just said you that's know? you just said that's man stuff. Yeah. Let me ask you this, big bro. Mm-hmm. What does what would you like to see the tight ends? Because we've we've been fortunate to have some you know some good ones the past number of years. What would you like to see more of from tight ends as it comes with, like you said, manhood? I'd love to work and just it's just it's it's big boy ball. It's big boy ball. Mm-hmm. What yeah. would you like to see more of from the tight ends we have right now? Just a physicality. Hmm. Just dominate your guy in front of you. You know, and don't whip on those little, those, what do you call those, the little jet screens, what they call them? I don't think they call them the, those screen passes. Yeah. I've seen more tight ends miss blocks on cornerback. Mm. Okay. Safety, like, you got to leave it to the little guy. Hold you that. Know, don't miss the block on a little guy. Hold that, because we want to talk technicalities here with that in a second. Like you mentioned, we're going to pay some bills, but we're going to come back and hold that thought on not missing the block on the corners and how that's impactful from five-yard gains to maybe take it into the house. You're with Rifflin and Raff and AD. We have former Nebraska tight end William Washington with us. We'll be right back. This is a 30-second stereo radio for Trade School in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title, Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com workshops. <laughs> 